You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. I'm excited to talk about this topic today because it's something that we haven't covered on the podcast yet. But y'all know I start off with a quote, so let me hit it real quick. And it's fairly simple. I always practice discipline because when I want to accomplish something in life, I'm going to need discipline. Discipline is basically doing what I hate to do, but doing it like I love it. Hard work, sacrifice, dedication. And it's a quote from Mike Tyson. So, but let's talk about this guest that I have today. She drove in. So it's one of my, it's one of the first times with COVID and everything going on, doing an in-person interview again. So Kiara Castleberry, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we drove out here. It was a nice drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. College Station, you know, people overlook us because you have, you know, Dallas and Fort Worth. I always say Triangle of Texas, Literally. Dallas and Fort Worth, then Austin and San Antonio, then and Houston. Houston yep. And we're right in the center. <laughs> Literally. Oh, that is true because you have 290 and it can take you. Oh, we're right in the center. Literally right in the center. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can't be more central. So right. tell me your story, man. Like, who you are, where you're from, and then how you decided to become a real estate entrepreneur and get into the real estate space. Yeah. So my name is Kiara. I was born in Austin, raised in Houston. So we do Airbnb. I'm like hopping way forward. (laughs) But nonetheless, the way we got in is my husband, Andre, he was in the military and I was in college at the time. And I think it was at a point where I had, it was like my senior semester. I was on my, I was doing my internship. And then once the internship was over, I was still in school, but it was online. So I just moved to Virginia with him. And then I was so bored. And then I saw one of my friends posting about like Airbnb and she had made like five figures, like a lot, like huge five figures, but like the third month of March between January and March in 2019 for like the Atlanta Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, you need to teach me how to do that. <laughs> so and then she, we, she just kind of like guided us along the way. And we started our first property. It was like on the a water side in Norfolk, Virginia. And it was making like on average like five thousand a month. Wow. For one bed, one bath. And our bills was our bills were like fourteen to fifteen hundred. So we profited a lot. We we're like, See? we need to we need to do this some more. Yeah, so you were cash flowing. Oh yeah. We were cash flowing really. So I love it. I love it. Cool. So you start off with the one mm-hmm. and the one, you know, your friend encouraged you by her story of success. And I think that's the beauty of I guess, you know, really the energy is changing around entrepreneurship. You know, it used to always be about, I figured it out. I got it. I'm going to keep it to myself. Right. But now, (laughs) yeah, now collaboration and inspiration and just trying to bring people along on a journey is so important. So after that, so you did the first one, kind of walk me through the next steps. What year was that? And then what have you done since then? Okay. So that was the first one. We, what happened? Oh, so we actually made a really big mistake when we first started. So we ended up getting the property in our name or the the apartment in our name, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The lease said you couldn't sublet. But our apartment complex, our management, like property manager, leasing office, everyone's like, yeah, girl, you can do what you want. But one day we walked in and it was like a completely new office, like completely new staff. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they told us was, yeah, sorry, like we've been instructed to get all the Airbnbs out. So it was a learning experience for us to make sure like our contracts say to like that, that you can sublet or that that clause is out. But we stopped in December and then he was on deployment at the time. And then we started right back up as soon as he got out of of deployment and came back to Houston. So here in Houston, we have about 
eight units. We have eight units. And then hopefully we'll get two more. We'll go look at them today again. Uh So yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's just rewind a little bit because, you know, we're talking shot. We're in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, you're having a success. You guys, I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. But let's go back. So what is Airbnb first off? Like, what is that? Like, just talk to me like I'm a brand new person considering to get in that space. So true. Okay, so Airbnb is a peer-to-peer platform. It's just like Uber. I tell people Airbnb is basically the Uber of our generation. And it's taking over the hotels. I think right now, actually, it's currently worth Hilton, Marriott, and Hyatt combined, which is pretty cool. But Airbnb is a platform where you can kind of rent out like your rooms or, you know, a whole house if you want to. I mean, there's no middleman. So you're basically like a hotel in a way, but you can do it on your own terms. You just got to make sure you're following like the rules and the laws. But nonetheless, you're doing it on your own terms. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. (laughs) And I'm going to keep digging. Okay. (laughs) So like you said, you're doing your own terms. You're kind of going direct to consumer. Is there categories of Airbnb? And obviously, I know all this, but right. I'm just asking for the audience. But <laughs> mm-hmm. is so is there categories for Airbnb? Is it like homes, duplexes? Like, kind of walk me through those like segments in that space. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways you can hop into it. You can either own property or you can use someone else's property, which is what we do. But look, it's better to own the property. We mm-hmm. all know, like, you know, all that all that rent money is going to someone else's equity. But starting off is really good. But so, you know, you can rent out a house. You can rent out a duplex if you want. A lot of people do arbitrage now, Airbnb or rental arbitrage. And that's where you find someone else's property and you sign a lease, corporate lease, and you rent out their unit and then you Airbnb. And yeah, you just pay the rent really. And they don't really care. Well, you would hope that they don't care what you're doing so that they can like let you do your thing and won't be on you as much. Yeah, there's so many ways you can do it. I've seen people run out boats. I've seen people run out teepees, tree houses, <laughs> literally like tents. Like th- like people are really renting this stuff out and making money off of it. Wow. So mm-hmm. there, and that's and what I always tell people. There's always a hustle. Always. Like there's money in everything. There's always an opportunity. So when I see people who are like, I'm giving up, I'm I don't have this skill set, I'm like, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally always a way to yeah, hustle, right? Yeah. And so so Walk me back to arbitrage again, because uh-huh. that's a new that's a new phrase in this Airbnb space. Mm-hmm. When did that start? And what, do you feel like it's kind of catching on as a strategy? It is. So I remember when I was researching Airbnb in 2019, like I found people like Sean Radkizic Rat- with like the Airbnb automated podcast or a show on YouTube. But he was talking about it heavily. And I, the only reason I like really learned about it is because of him. But I would say it's like. It's starting to catch up because it's an easy barrier to entry to mm. real estate without owning property. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. No, it, it yeah, is. And yeah. that's where I, I want to keep going there because I always tell people, like, you just got to figure out a way to get in the game. That's all. Like, just that's get in the game and then you build from there. Like, so when me and my wife bought our first investments, mm-hmm. you know, people see us buying. Like, I think we just closed on our biggest apartment complex last week. And, yeah, I'm excited. 170, 175 units in Orlando. $35 million deal. But our first two that we actually bought ourselves that we were not limited investors was two seventy-eight thousand dollars duplexes. And it's like, you just got to get in the game and build, right? And right. so the arbitrage is away. Mm-hmm. Is it just an Airbnb space? Like, you know, is it just in that space? That's kind of that strategy that you heard on the podcast? Well, well, okay. Yes and no. So also, well, yeah, actually, yeah, that's kind of all he talked about because that's the only ways that most people do. Well, there are other ways to get into Airbnb. Like you can co-host for some pe- someone else. Like say, you know, you have 
you guys have your 270 unit apartment complex and say, you know, you just kind of want to get the rent. But, you know, you're you're willing to furnish a couple of units and then have someone else like manage them. That's called co-hosting. And a lot of people do co-host. Another way people get into it, but it's basically like property management, but for Airbnb. Mm-hmm. How else? So I think property management, are, mm-hmm. co-host and arbitrage. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then or you can buy your property and yeah. then just do it yourself. Tr- the traditional way. Yeah. OK. Uh-huh. So on arbitrage. Right. So mm-hmm. you sign a lease mm-hmm. and then. You know, so 12 month lease is a six month lease. Kind of walk me through a specific deal. Like, like, let's say your last deal. Walk me through what that looks like. Okay, so I guess, well, for the most part, if you're doing a six month lease, well, actually, most are like 12 months. I would yeah. recommend 12. So 12. Yeah. But if you can do more, you probably get discounted rates on your rent, which is kind of our strategy, too. So for one of our properties, we have three units at that specific property and we talk them down to 1250 per unit per month since we're doing 18 months instead of 12. But yeah, so you sign a lease, but it has to be kind of like a corporate lease. Or if it is residential, you just need to make sure that it's, you know, your business's name is on it. By the way, y'all, this isn't legal advice. So talk to your lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to your legal team. Talk to your legal team. Talk to your legal team. I like the disclosure. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I gotta let them know. But for the most part, you sign that lease for however long you need to. And you just have to make sure that in that lease, you have terms such as like, you know, this is a corporate lease. We can sublet. And I would even ask some, you know, some, I guess, language to make sure you are protecting yourself, too. So making sure that there's something that says, like, if I'm trying to think what's. Oh, OK. Like you can't because a lot of leases do say you can't have more than like five people on the premises at a time. So if you have like a three bed, two bath, then you know that you could pos- potentially sleep seven, just changing like little things like that in your lease. So it's really just like reviewing the lease before you sign it mm-hmm. and being like, OK, I'm doing Airbnb. Like what? What, and let me stop. It's not an Airbnb business. It's a short-term rental business. And like Airbnb is like the marketing platform. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. So Yeah. So that's your that's your hustle. But mm-hmm. you're using this platform to get the, get the exposure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So there's so many ways to do it. So many ways. There's always a hustle. <laughs> yeah. So what's the ultimate goal for you and your husband? Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And then where are you trying to take it? Like, is there like, hey, we're going to do this for two years, 24 months, mm-hmm. 10 years in order to do this? Like, what? Like, why are you now that you're in? Like, where are y'all trying to go with this? You know, it's so crazy. We just talked about this last night. <laughs> we were saying, like, what is the point of like doing all this? And for us, it's really to make sure that we can like in the in the long term, take care of ourselves and I guess not have to depend on anyone. So create generational wealth, you know, to make sure that our children, we do have them, you know, they're, they're protected and taken care of, but our short, that's our long-term, but short-term, we actually want to own our properties. So Mm -hmm. we'd rather own like a multi-family because to give an example, our rent for all of our properties comes out to, I want to say eight to 10,000. All that, if that, you know, imagine 10,000 times 12 months, that's 120,000 that just built someone else's equity. And now our landlord can take that and go get more properties. Mm-hmm. We'd rather that be us. Yep. But when he was in the military, we like, you just never know what can happen. So that's why we did arbitrage. But now that we're settling down, it hasn't even been a year yet since he's been out, but we can kind of like, you know, start looking at buying and stuff. And like arbitrage is just our way of like covering our expenses and stuff right now. And also like, me coaching also, I love coaching because I'm able to like help people also realize the potential. Because once you get one unit, it's addicting. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want more. <laughs> Seriously, because the cash flow is amazing. You don't have to do anything at all. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So you actually hit the topic that I want to cover next, which mm-hmm. is on my podcast, I'm always telling people 
and you'll hear me say it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You have to have a career and your money has to have a career. Ooh, you know? come on. Yeah, that's Robert Kiyosaki that. for sure. So, so right now, like your career is creating cash flow on these short-term rentals through Airbnb, mm-hmm. which I love. That's your hustle. That's what's creating that cash flow that's coming in. And then the next step would be, like you said, we're going to take that cash flow and go buy properties. Now we own it. We're not paying someone else's debt exactly. down. Right. And now we're building, you know, we're building, a pre, you know, appreciation, equity, all those things, ownership, tax deferment. Everything. The list goes the on. The whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. Man, I like the hustle. Thank you. So <laughs> now that you're in, you're killing the game. Y'all are great, great momentum. What is something you wish you would have known that you now know, like when you first started? Uh, something I would, that's a good question. I know. I'm hit you with some, I know. Hit you. <laughs> the hard hitters. I wish I'd known that not everyone out there giving advice is right. Because mm. we were taking advice from everyone on YouTube. We didn't have a coach. And the thing is, I have so many people coming to me all the time saying, hey, Kira, I'm about to get evicted. They found out I'm doing Airbnb. I'm like, well, I told you to, you know, get a corporate lease. Don't do it in your name. Would you rather, you know, call around and get a bunch of, you know, no's and a couple of yeses and let them know that you're doing Airbnb? Or would you rather get an eviction that's going to be on your breaker for seven years? Mm-hmm. But I just wish I'd known how to like find the right information mm-hmm. on the Internet. But I think the Internet makes it easy now to do that. Yeah. But yeah. With this specific topic. Yeah, yeah. So just setting up the structure the, the right way. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. There is no other way. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to bite you in the ass at some Man, point. Yeah. When I tell you, I have seen people with like seven units and they like got a bunch of units through like friends and family had them all sign leases. And like now they're like literally everyone's getting evicted because they knew that they weren't supposed to do Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But oof, the things I've seen. <laughs> yeah. So, Crazy. so corporate lease mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand the terms of the lease, mm-hmm. obviously. And then would I put it in an LLC, like some type of entity? Yeah. So talk to your tax professional guys and your lawyer, but. Not, not right. us. <laughs> not us. Not us. <laughs> but we put them in our LLCs only because they're li- literally limited liability. But I've seen people. Actually, that's probably the only way I see people do it and then run their business as like a DBA, mm-hmm. which is what we do as well, just to protect ourselves. But I think, yeah, that's probably the most popular way. I wouldn't do it under your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it under your name and like your landlords can know you're doing Airbnb and you can change the terms. But think about it like this. If someone falls over and trips their little pinky toe and then breaks it and they want to sue you for everything you have, they can sue you for all your personal assets. Do you really want that to be the case? No. Not me. No. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. all right, I just looked at you. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to yeah. do that. You got to do that. Yeah. So, what's the goal, like, per unit, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk numbers now. Yeah. What are you guys trying to cash flow per unit, just on average? Just a, a kind of a... A range. So it's so crazy because, well, let me give you the number first. For us, minimum like 500 to 1,000 in the Houston market. Mm-hmm. In Virginia, we were able to get like 3,000 to 4,000 a month per unit. I actually have a client right now who's in Virginia Beach, which is not like it's Norfolk, Virginia Beach, or like next door neighbors. But she made 17,000 in like it was only half the month, 17,000 on two properties per year. Oh, no, per month. 17,000 Se- cash flow? 17,000. 17,000. Yep. <laughs> yep. And her bills are probably no more than like 4,000. I'm like checking my ears. I'm like, I'm like, is this working right? right? So yeah. she's making 17 grand a month. Yeah. But like the point I was trying to make with that is that for us, we realized it depends on the market. The yeah. Houston market is such a 
metro city versus like Virginia Beach. It's like a military city. Then it's also a beach city. So it was kind of like you, like there were people there year round. They were willing to pay a little more because there's the beach. But in Houston, you know, although there are, there's a lot of stuff, there's also a lot of real estate, which means there are more properties. So you have more competition. So the prices are naturally going to be lower than in a city like Virginia Beach, where it's a little smaller. And you have to get permits and stuff to do Airbnb. And no, no, like people don't want to go through those processes. Processes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> so, that. yeah, like you're saying, that's why it's so important to understand your market mm-hmm. and actually do the due diligence. Because people like to. listen to one YouTube video and they run, which yeah. is great. I yeah. like I like the fact they want to take action. But you, when you're setting up a business, the LLCs, talking to a CPA, mm-hmm. understanding the entity, understanding local guidelines mm-hmm. and jurisdictions. It's important. It's right? so important. Like the the okay, what I can tell y'all, if you're listening and like you've been thinking about starting Airbnb, is to go on go to, go to Google and just type in short term rental ordinance and then your city's name. So like short term rental ordinance Houston, but do it for like your city, county, and state. And then once you Google that, look at like the .gov sites. There should be an Airbnb site that pops up in the search results within like the first five. And look at kind of what Airbnb is telling you about your city. And don't be scared away by those by all the rules. If it's too much for you, just go to one of those .gov sites, scroll all the way down to the contact information, and just call someone and have them explain it to you. Because sometimes it is easier to get answers over the phone. Mm, that's good wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good Thanks. wisdom. And then, really, like you said, picking your market. Because oh yeah, if you can cash flow seventeen yeah <laughs> seventeen thousand yeah. a month on two mm-hmm. properties, I mean, mm-hmm. why would I not go to Virginia Beach? Like, so what would you say, like? What are my blind spots? Like if I'm sitting here in College Station and cool, I can do it in College Station, Houston, but I want to go to Virginia Beach. Like what are my blind spots? Is it do I feel like I need to be there in person checking on the properties? Like, ooh, yeah. that's a good question. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good cleaner. I feel like that's really the bulk of your business because your cleaner can also be like your property manager to like check up on your property if need be. So like for our Virginia property, right? When we went to like we I think we visited home one time and like we just told our property manager, hey, can you go ahead and just let us know? Or no. Yeah. Whenever we had a problem, we were just like, hey, can we just pay $20 to stop by the property and give them give the guests more more towels if they need it or more batteries or whatever the case may be. And it was so much easier that way, because at the same time, your cleaner also knows your business the best. But in terms of looking for a market, it just depends because. Well, I think less is better. Well, if you can do like, you know, if you can have two properties making 17000 then your hands aren't on it. But, you know, if you don't have the mobility to do that, then being in a bigger city where you can have multiple properties and still be making the same profit, I think it's still like worth still, it. Still yeah. go. It's, it's more work, but like yeah. more guests and turnovers. But, well, you do make money off the cleaning fees, too. So there's that, too. Hmm. Yeah. And do you. So these properties obviously need to be staged, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. need to have furniture. Okay. Okay. Well, no. well, they don't have to actually, but most of them do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it helps on the rates. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna hit you with some rapid fire questions. Okay. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> We're gonna go quick. All right. Where do you see the biggest opportunity in the next twelve to twenty four months in in real estate? Mm. Purchasing property and mm. making short term rentals, but also partnering with big firms who have like people traveling to different cities. And partnering with them, especially since like the pandemic is kind of ending. Although it's not ending, but you know, like people yeah. are stopping to work. So, so almost like relocation departments at bigger firms. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I like that hustle. Mm-hmm. But owning the real estate, owning it, yeah. owning it. Yep. Okay. 
All right. What technology are you using that you feel like is really giving you a competitive advantage? I guess it would be Airbnb. I was going to say Airbnb. (laughs) Yeah, Airbnb. But also there's this website called AirDNA.co. And we use that to like evaluate markets and specific zip codes. Look at our competitors. Tells you how much your competitors are actually making. Mm. Yeah. So I love it. It literally, I think they, I don't know. I, I assume they buy their information from Airbnb and then just put it on their website. But AirDNA.co literally probably is the reason we decided to start in Norfolk instead of like a different city. So walk me through that site again. Mm -hmm. So it's Air. Oh, sorry. AirDNA.co. And it's basically like a software that congregates like, yeah, it congregates like all the data in like the entire U.S. for Airbnb and VRBO, actually. And it's so amazing because I wanted like Houston's, for example, is huge. Right. Mm -hmm. So the north side is not making the same amount as the south side. I need to know what is that zip code making and what is this zip code making? Which one do I want to be in? Which one can I get like the cheapest rent, but still like rent, rent it out on Airbnb and make the most amount of profit. So that's how we actually find our properties. Through that site. Oh, yeah. And I know people oh, yeah. are going to ask me again. <laughs> so spell it out for uh-huh. me because they're going to want to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's A-I-R, wait, A-I-R-D-N-A dot C-O. Okay. Mm-hmm. Co. Okay. Love it. What's the difference? That was my next question. Is there a difference to Airbnb versus VRBO? Yes and or no. V- whatever. I never can pronounce it. Right. <laughs> for VRBO, it's actually, it's more for like people doing with like big houses and who are hosting families, like big families versus Airbnb. Airbnb's target market, in my opinion, is like smaller couples or friends who want to just, you know, hang out in the city versus Air, like VRBO. If I'm going to the beach, I'm probably looking at like a, a vacation rental because mm. VRBO stands for vacation rental by owner. So, mm. so yeah. it's like more luxury. It, yeah, I would yeah. say bigger, luxurious. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's good wisdom. Yeah. Cool. How's your team structure? Do you have to have a structure like... Is this like a, I can start this off as a one-man shop or do I need to go and put this whole team together? Nope. You can honestly start it off on your own. The only thing you would need is a cleaner, but I recommend doing like your first couple of cleans on your own just because you can kind of like train your cleaners properly, but also like, you know, you can kind of see what it feels like to clean your own property and it makes you feel more happy with your property, but that's all you need as a cleaner. But if you can do your own cleaners, you can really do your messaging by yourself. It's pretty simple. You probably, if you have one or two properties, you're not going to be spending more than like 10 minutes a week messaging guests. That's Maybe 15, but. Yeah. Just kind of setting up, getting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. It's just set up. Yeah. yeah. Oof, takes forever. And what we'll do is when you build your portfolio, maybe we can come back and do a second podcast. I would be willing. <laughs> yeah. Really like diving yeah. down deeper into that for right, sure. Right. Right. I would love that. So. Everybody talks about success as a real estate entrepreneur. You're killing it. You and your husband are doing great things. What are y'all doing to invest in yourself? Is it podcast? Is it reading? Is it yoga? Like, what are y'all doing to like put back in your cup? Because you're your biggest investment. Right. Mm, personally, for me, I actually, I rather reinvest in like my businesses. So for Airbnb, for example, we just had a guest tell us that we should have a floor lamp and like some spineless glasses so like for me it's like reinvesting in airbnb but in myself i would say for me maybe retail therapy there you go (laughs) yeah so i do kind of you know i'll i'll be doing really well and then once i hit like a point where i'm like okay you've done well then i'll like reward myself with something and i think it's it's so needed it it motivates me to like keep doing better because i can keep making those big purchases well not big purchases but you know like bigger than my average purchase yeah that's awesome that's awesome all right, your your why. 
What's your why? Um, why? Why are you doing this? I know you said it earlier, but I want to reiterate that the family and. Oh, yeah. yeah. So honestly, I growing up, I, you know, my mom. Well, not, I don't know if you know. Well, <laughs> my mom was on Section 8 my mm-hmm. whole life. So it's all I knew. So a lot of times I was always told, like, we can't afford this or we can't do this and we can't do that. And I always told myself when I was little, like, I will, like, be better than, you know, how I felt when I was little. So mm-hmm. a lot of my why and a lot of reasons that I'm always trying to invest is to make sure that I never have to be told that, like, you know, we can't do this or we can't do that. I don't want to be told that. I don't yeah. want anyone else to limit me. I, I'd rather limit myself, but we're not going to do that. Yeah. It's limitless. So yeah, you're going for why. it. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. Do you have a book you recommend? So what's the one book that you've read that's kind of changed your life, motivated you, inspired you, whatever? Think and Grow Rich, actually. I know everyone says like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I love it. But Think and Grow Rich really forced me to look at the people around me and look at my life and say, okay, what can I do? What can I change to like live the life I want to live for real? It's so good. It's long, but it's so good. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. So final thoughts for our listeners. Like what's your final thought that you want to leave for them? to inspire them, encourage them, or whatever message you have for them, what, what would that be? Hmm. My advice for you would be to find a specific spot that you, like a specific area that you like in real estate, focus on that, and then grow. Because a lot of times, a lot of people, they'll see all these videos on like wholesaling, Airbnb, and all this stuff, and they want to do all of it. And then what happens is they'll start one, and then they'd fail at it. And then they'll start another one and then fail at it. Start with one thing, even if it's not real estate, anything at all. Start with that one thing. If you fail, figure out what made, like, what was the reason, you, the, what were the reasons you failed? And then move on to the next pieces after you fix those pieces. Or else you'll, you know, you'll just keep failing. So, yeah, you just keep yeah. jumping you just to keep, different categories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to figure out, like, how to, you have to figure out, like, how to, I don't know, I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah. I'll back you up. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people like in this industry, everybody wants to do it all. Mm-hmm. But you got to get really, I think, and then what they do is they compare to other people that are further along, right? So they look at me. Well, Terrence mm-hmm. has 20 companies and he's doing this. Well, I didn't start off with that, you right. know. Oh, I Terrence like, bought it. That's amazing. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> or, hey, he's did this. It's like, I didn't start off there. Like, mm-hmm. so just get really good at your craft. Like, learn your category. Learn your your pipeline that you're creating. And once you see success in that, then you can jump to the next thing. Literally. But stay in that until you see it turning and being positive. That's the only way to go. All right. People are going to want to know where to find you. How do people find you online, Instagram, whatever? How, how can people find you um, after listening to the podcast? Yeah. So I spend most of my time on Instagram. <laughs> so Instagram at coach for the host. That's where you can find me. But also like. I would say just I have, you know, just check out all the resources on my page. I have so much free content because I want to make sure that I'm able to provide the information that I didn't get when I first started. So, you know, just check out the content and I think you'd be blown away. Man, surprised. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, like, husband, man. Proud of y'all. Y'all keep going. <laughs> Thank you. I think we ended up connecting on Clubhouse or something. We were in oh, a room. Oh, got you. I think we were in a room talking real estate. I might have been on the stage some kind of way right, and then right. we jumped off. But <laughs> hey, congrass. Thank, Thank you for driving you. in, man. Thank you. And we'll we'll do this again. Okay, we will. Let me know. I'm down. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Well, congrats. Absolutely. Congrats. So, hey, Airbnb, killing the game. Look them up and be inspired by what they're doing. And I'm pretty sure if you reach out to them, any way that they can help you, they will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Thank we you again. help our community. <laughs> Thank yep. you so much. Thank you again. Take care. Appreciate it. <laughs>
Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com. 